Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Once Upon a Fan podcast. I am your host, Zach Van Norman, and I am joined by my co-host, Amy Hood. Hello, Amy, darling. Hello, darling. How are you? I'm doing excellent, and I would ask you how you're doing, but I already know what you're doing, how you're doing. <laughs> so um, I want to save that for the main discussion later on, though. So just in, in a nutshell, though, how are you doing? Uh, I'm not even sure. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you did say to you, Comic-Con, everything's still so surreal and, like, such a big, fast blur, but I, I'm still on that con high, so doing very, very well. Good. Glad to hear it. So, everybody, just a little reminder that Amy was uh, at a convention this weekend, and we're going to get to that discussion a little bit later because she's got a ton of news for us and things that happened there. So, anyways, uh, we're going to start out with our regular news roundup about some other things that are going on in the Once Upon a time averse. And um, the first thing that we're obviously going to talk about is that um, Josh Dallas and Jenny Goodwin had their baby over the weekend. Um, Yes, very excited for them. Very excited. They had the baby on the, what was it, the 28th, I believe, yeah? Or the 29th, one or the other. I think it was the 29th. And I think that, was it, was that Jared Gilmore's birthday or was his the day after? I don't know. I know it was very close because I remember thinking, oh, how cute. They almost share her birthday. Jared's birthday was the 30th. Yes, yeah. So I think they're, they're, they're like a day apart. But it was funny because when we went to Enchanticon, when the Once Upon a Fan staff went to Enchant Con, that's when Jenny's pregnancy got announced. And then when we covered, went to cover Spooky Con, that's when she had a baby. So apparently every time Once Upon a Fan goes to cover a convention, there's going to be some uh, some major baby news coming out. So, you know, we have Paris and San Diego Comic-Con coming up, so no telling. Absolutely, yeah. So that, that's a good segue into our next news item. But before we go on from that, I just want to issue another congratulations to Josh Dallas and Jenny Goodwin again on the new baby boy that they had. So very excited for them, and we wish you guys all the best. So Josh tweeted that they are doing well and that they just le- absolutely adore him, and he's their favorite person, which I thought was just a sweet yeah. tweet. Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. There's no pictures out yet, but we, you know, they're they're not ready to share pictures, so we want to remind the fans to see and and when they're ready to share some little goshling pictures, I'm sure we'll see plenty of them. Exactly. Yeah. And then, so as Amy mentioned, that we've got some other you know conventions coming up. We have the Fairy Tales Two convention, which is happening in Paris, and that's going to be June 21st and the 22nd. And we've got two staff members attending for that: our editor in chief, Gareth Hughes, as well as our beta editor, Teresa Martin. Um, so very excited for that as well. And we've got Lana Perea in attendance at that one too. So that's going to be pretty good. Um, and then we've got uh, Emily DeRobin, who plays Belle, Robbie Kay, who plays Peter Pan, and Sean McGuire, who plays Robin Hood. And he'll be, he was just at uh, SpookyCon along with Lana, so that's very to have those two together at a convention. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we've got, um, and then, you know, San Diego Comic-Con is July 24th through the 27th, and I will be there for that, covering all of that stuff for you guys. And I'm already starting to get my questions, you know, prepared and everything now. So, yeah, if there's anything that you guys want to know, please give me a shout so that I can, you know, maybe ask them one of your questions because, you know, depending on what people want to know, that's what we're going to try and find out. So, yeah. 
Definitely. And then Amy has. Oh, sorry. Let me cut you off. Um, Amy has some news on an upcoming uh, um, film festival, actually, that one of the stars is going to. Yeah, actually, we read Jen had tweeted out. Jennifer Morrison is going to Monte Carlo. Um, she's going for the Monte Carlo Film Festival or Television Film Festival, and she's specifically going to support Once Upon a Time. So these next few weeks are going to be crazy busy with all kinds of news coming out. So she's heading there. If she's not on her way now, she will be within the next few days, I believe. So I got the impression that was really soon. I don't have the exact dates on that, but I'll try and see if I can find them. But she's going out to the Monte Carlo Film Festival to support the TV film festival. Keep leaving that out. To support what's part of time, and then that is before the fairy tales convention and then after the fairy tales in Paris, of course, the San Diego Comic-Con, like we mentioned. So it looks like a lot of the cast is doing traveling and meeting lots of people. And it's, they are keep definitely keeping busy. They're all over the place this summer. Yeah, definitely. So I um, can't wait for all those things. I can't wait to see what's going to happen at the Monte Carlo festival and what kind of news, you know, if anything comes out of that. Of course, I love Jennifer Morrison. So I wish her safe travels too. And then um, that kind of goes into, I'm glad that actually Jennifer Morrison was the last little designer that we had because that brings us to the latest thing that we have going on, which is the 30 Days of Hope. Um, For anybody who is uh, unaware of it after um, last week, 30 Days of Hope is a project that um, me and Amy, as well as Marie, who runs the Ugly Ducklings, um, we have uh, partnered up basically for June. June is uh, 30 Days of Hope, and today is day three. I have yet to post my picture online because I uh, haven't had a chance to go out and take my picture yet of what I want. So um, mine will be going up shortly. But it's basically um, a social media project that's designed to promote positive thinking because the goal of it is basically for everyone to find, you know, something in your everyday life that brings you joy or happiness or hope. And, you know, posting that online as, as a symbol of something that keeps you going, you know, so that hopefully after the 30 days you, you know, see – a lot of good things just in, you know, in what's around you, and it'll hopefully, you know, promote some positive thinking and create a habit of that. So um, it's been, from what I can tell, pretty successful so far. Um, I'm seeing a lot of tweets on Twitter and getting tatted pictures on Facebook, so it's pretty it's pretty successful from what I can tell. Um, Amy, you're online a lot, too. I know that you've been experiencing the same thing, right? Yes, I've, I've seen a lot of it. I think it is very successful, and I'm glad because it's, it's, I mean, it's a huge amount of positivity because it's just, it could be anything. It's not, this isn't even about once upon a time. This is about anything in your life, once-related, not once-related, family, friends, you know, anything that gives you hope. Just snap a picture and tweet it. My, just to tell you how, like, how much this affects people, my husband rarely tweets ever. He he checks Twitter and reads what's up, but that's about it. He actually is participating in 30 Days of Hope. So each day we've been taking a picture, and we get. I know you and I get to see a lot of the photos because when people are uploading them, you use the hashtag 30 Days of Hope and then tag myself, Zach, and Ugly Duckling. So we are getting a lot of them as they come in. So it's been really been really beautiful and overwhelming the things that have been coming in. 
Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of pictures of a lot of different things across the board. Um, people taking pictures of their pets, their children, um, you know, their places of worship, you know, whatever it is. I'm really enjoying seeing, you know, the joy that everybody is finding in their life and the different things that gives them hope. And I really want to encourage everyone to keep going with that. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, I get creative with it too. I mean, you know, whatever it is, just go with it. Yeah, I just want – it's really a fun project, and it's a good way of getting positive thinking out there and get some positive energy in the universe. And, you know, we know – everyone knows that we can all use a little bit of that right now. So, hey, no harm in it, right? Okay. <laughs> definitely. Um, and then we've so also got some news, too. Yeah, because, Amy, you got it. It actually came directly from Jennifer Morrison herself, but you got the, the last news item there. Unless you want to talk about the idea as a hope for well, I was going to just mention that, and I, I wasn't sure before I mentioned it if you wanted to do this, the thing we had talked about, about maybe mailing out a few random of those things that I brought it, brought back. Are you cool with that? Yeah, 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 go ahead. Okay, well, one thing is to encourage people, I mean, I know everybody's participating anyway, but if you did not go to SpookyCon, um, they had an amazing beautiful program done up. It's like magazine size as far as how big the cover is. The cover art was done similar to like garbage pail cards, the way the characters are drawn. And there's tons and tons of characters on it, um, including our Once Upon a Time actors that were there. Um, I brought home several extras to give out to some of our podcast listeners who didn't get a chance to attend. So if you didn't make it to SpookyCon, and you want to get one of these, just go ahead and keep up participating with the, um, the 30 Days of Hope. And at the end of it, we'll randomly pull out some names, and then I'll contact you and mail these out to you. Let's see. Sarah's asking about video. There is video, um, Sarah, but I'll, I'll get to that in just one second, too. The final bit of news is that we have a return to filming date. That's what Zach was mentioning earlier. Uh, Jennifer Morrison mentioned that she goes back to set to filming Once Upon a Time again on July 9th. So start planning your season trip now. <laughs> I still want to go up there. Oh, yeah. There you are. I still want to go up there when they're filming. Um, I think it falls in my schedule of my break at school. I'm not sure. Um, really? But, yeah, that yeah. might be fine. Actually, I'm going to check that right now, as a matter of fact. Um, but, yeah, she did, that, she did mention that on Facebook, that uh, as well as Twitter, that she goes back, you know, July 9th. So, let's see. Checking the schedule and oh, planning it, his vacation live. Of course, that's like the first week that I'm back. Um, that's okay though, because um, I'm gonna. I'm really busy this July anyway. I have a lot going on right now, so um, that's quite all right. <laughs> there's a, I have. There's enough to be getting on with, frankly. Um, I know that I may be actually traveling up to um, to the season in the next few days, as a matter of fact, um, because one of our dear friends, Angie Konisberg, who is uh, Angie Bell, for those of you who know her on Twitter and so forth, um, she is uh, on a cruise right now, and she's going to be stopping in to Houston just to go take pictures at, you know, where they film. So I kind of want to go up there and say hi to her before we 
reunite once again at San Diego Comic-Con because she's going to be there. But, yeah. Anyways, um, just want to say hello also to everybody in the chat room. I see everybody in there. And also hi to everybody who's just, you know, listening really quick. Thanks for listening to the show. All right. So um, now that we did those little PSAs, Amy, my darling, I'm dying to get to your coverage of SpookyCon. So please lay it on all of those people who did not get to go. Oh, my gosh. Well, I can't get too deep into it because in a few minutes, Lomo, Lori, is going to be calling in to talk to us. Lori is the one who organized EnchantaCon, and she was also at SpookyCon um, as a handler and representative for Lee Arenberg, Freya Tingley, uh, Jason Burkhart, and Sean McGuire. So she was there, and we were hanging out at Spooky. So she's going to call and talk to us about some of their shenanigans. And I did get a chance to ask her if we are going to have EnchantaCon Part 2. So I'm sure she's going to talk to us about that as well. So we're going to talk to her. But, I mean, this whole weekend was go, go, go. And we were running into people and celebrities and oncers from the minute we walked into the hotel and we checked in a day early. So it was crazy. Everybody's asking about the video. There's 54 minutes of video and it's a fantastic panel. I mean, it. Uh, we were cracking up and it was so good. The only reason it's not posted yet is because our editor is on a an extended cruise vacation right now. He's on holiday. And uh, he has to get final approval and okay everything that goes onto the site. So the pictures were fine and they're okay. We've got uh, someone else filtering as they go in. So a lot of our photos are up, but the video, he has to get the final okay before that can post to Once Upon a Fan. But I'll tell you what, that panel is fantastic and I've probably watched it on my my own computer, like, oh, my gosh, like three or four times. <laughs> it's so, so good. The panel was, yeah, from beginning to end, my video is exactly 54 minutes. So it was really good. And the cast was so gracious all weekend. Hey, hey, I hey, cannot say that. I have to catch you out because somebody's Lomo. calling. It's the Lomo. Somebody's calling us. I think she's here. Lori, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hello. Ah! Hi. <laughs> How are you? Long time. Later. I'm recovering. Oh, me too, girl. I don't know how you did it with clients to handle because I had no clients to handle. I was just running around, and I feel like I told Zach before we started podcasting. This is how tired I am. I had to ask my husband what happened each of the four days we were there so that I could write it down and talk about it tonight because I'm, like, it's so surreal and so, oh, my God, we had so much fun. It was ridiculous. It was a good time, that is for sure. (laughs) Definitely. We're so glad we got to see you. So before we even talk about Spooky, I asked you at EnchantaCon if there was a possibility down the road that, we would have, or sorry, not Enchantacon, SpookyCon, that we would get a second Enchantacon because I can't even count how many emails, tweets, Facebook messages, and questions we get about that. So what would you like to tell everybody about the possibility of a future Enchantacon? It's not out of the question. 
Mm-hmm. That's really the only thing I can say right now. I've been talking to a few people, mm-hmm. and we're going to try to put something together. I don't know if it will be this year or if it will be next year, mm-hmm. but we are, we are, it's, it's not off the table yet. Awesome. People in the chat room are saying, you sound like Eddie and Adam. You're so diplomatic with your answer. (laughs) (laughs) I have to be. And and I understand. Can I just tell you our directive before, I was not the only fan site staff member at Spooky, but our directive from our editor before we go was don't get in trouble, don't embarrass the site, (laughs) don't don't, uh, do anything that's going to end you up on the news. So, yes. (laughs) Sometimes you just can't, you know, go crazy wild. But So we do have hope, one third, that there will be another EnchantaCon. We did get an EnchantaCon meetup, though, at Spooky, for those of you who were there, and it was fantastic. How did you manage to pull that off, Lori? Um, you know, I really cannot take full credit for that. Um, a, lot of the guy, a lot of you guys that went to EnchantaCon met Chris Lewis, who mm-hmm. had brought... Gil McKinney and Ethan Embry, I went through Chris. And even when Lee was scheduled to be there, that was through Chris. Chris and I, you know, we got a great rapport. Um, I work for Chris now. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we got to talking a couple weeks ago, a couple months months ago, actually, when it was just Lee and Sean that were scheduled to join Lana and um, Rebecca about... Mm -hmm hey, let's do something, you know, we're, we were seeing on Facebook that a lot of the people who attended EnchantaCon were going to be there. So we got to talking about it, and we were like, look, let's uh, let's talk to Lee, let's talk to Sean, see if they'd be willing to come in and do, you know, a little private meet and greet for the people who attended EnchantaCon. And that's mm-hmm. really how the ball started, and, you know, it was Chris's idea. Let's do this. Let's give them a little bit of something. Lee was supposed to be at EnchantaCon, and as we all know, filming of the season finale took him and a few of the other guests away. Right. I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. I made the announcement and I got inundated with emails. It was great. Yes. I mean, everyone knows within the EnchantaCon family how much I love you guys. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I can't say it enough. Oh, you my God, we really love you, too. EnchantaCon Are you kidding Rock. me? Holy crap. <laughs> oh, Zach, Hi. Hi, honey. I loved being able to hold flat Zach. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I got awesome. such a kick out of that. Like, I actually, like, let out a little bit of a squeal when I saw it. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I was, it's just it's such a funny thing. It's such a silly, simple thing. But I honestly got such a kick out of it. When I saw that picture of you and Lee Ehrenberg and the flat Zach, I was over the moon. I really was. I was like, oh, my God. This is the best thing ever. This is hilarious. Oh, my God. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> Uh, and that's my profile picture right now on Facebook is me and Lee and Flat Zach. That's <laughs> <laughs> just, so, just so awesome. I can't believe that. Like, it's still, that's just so awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I just want to, like, I just want to say, too, I still think about Enchanticon very fondly. So it was one of the, like, yeah. it was the highlight of my year, actually, last year. And I went to San Diego Comic-Con and interviewed them. And I'm telling you, Enchanticon was, it was better than that, just to let you know. So um, I'm really Thank excited you. about the possibility. 
I'm really excited about the possibility of there being another one, and I'm sorry that I was not able to get to Spooky, but I'm very happy that Flat Zach was at least able to go and Amy was able to represent for me there. <laughs> and Amy Every... did a great job. She did a Aww. great job. Thank and, but you, Zach, Amy. you know I'm suffering yeah, I'm from post con depression, right? Oh, yeah. I can imagine. I had it after so a you're, you're, I was like, oh, you've got me all teary eyed. It's true. And I tell you, Lori, he's not kidding. We probably on this podcast, we podcast every single Tuesday, whether there's episodes going on or if we're on hiatus. Zach and I mention EnchantaCon every week, word of God. <laughs> there's rarely a week that goes by that Zach and I are not talking about EnchantaCon on here. And, I mean, the convention, and it was the, whole, the first time the whole staff had come together, too. Like, we all live in different states, which is why we can't all attend all the cons together. So that was the first time we all came to a con and covered it as the entire staff. So it was crazy, and we talk about it all the time. That's why I was so excited when I heard that you were going to be at Spooky, because when you said that you were going to be there, I was like, ah, we get to see Lomo again. And then I had to make Flat Zach, because I could go somewhere without Flat Zach, and I you know, made him all nice and glittery. And I'll tell you what, every single picture I took with a celebrity, except for my last-minute selfie with Robert England, Flat Zach is in it from, from uh, Spooky Con. <laughs> so he's all That's over awesome. the place. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, this was this past weekend was amazing. It really was. Being able to see, you know, everybody from EnchantaCon, it was, and, it, and you know, to be honest, it's kind of fun. It was like from the minute I walked into the hotel, mm-hmm. somebody from EnchantaCon was going, hi, Lori, hi, Lori. And I was like, oh, wow, you guys know who I am. I mean, at one point there, you know, there was an announcement in the room that I was going to have my own table so y'all could just come see me. Wow. <laughs> That would be awesome. I mean, and I tell you what, I mean, it really makes me feel good that, you know, you, that everybody had such a great time at this event. I've made lifelong friends with just about every person that was at EnchantaCon. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's amazing yeah. to me. But this is what conventions do, and I'm sure a lot of people left Spooky with a new, you know, more new friends and, you know, mm-hmm. new contacts and stuff. I mean, this is, that's what a convention's about. And, you know, it's about bringing people together that love what they love and that common ground. And you meet lifelong friends. It's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it's really what you you've created an experience, really, that mm-hmm. is a lasting impression on people because of those personal relationships that they're able to forge. So, really, that's the accomplishment, I think, that more than anything, I think that's one of your guys' biggest accomplishments when you guys do this stuff. Right. And, and, you know, even other people were coming up to me, you know, the different um, guests that they had there. And they're like, wow, you know, all we hear about is EnchantaCon. That's infamous. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, it's great. I mean, it really makes me feel good. And, you know, I wish we could, you know, I wish I could come out and say right now, yes, there's one and it's on this date. But there's a lot of planning that goes into it. And there's a lot of, you know, all these particular pieces have to be in place. Right. And, you know, right. I can I can tell you that, you know, I'm talking to people and I, I'm I'm trying to make it work for you guys because, you know, like I said at EnchantaCon, I did this for you guys. Right. And this. so the big question is, 
will Once Upon a Fan be invited to said Enchant Con Part 2 to cover it again? Of course. <laughs> You know, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be Enchantacon without you guys. Of course. Oh, I there's can't. no way. There is no way I would miss that. Absolutely, there's no way. There's I mean, nothing that I could get between me and Enchantacon. Well, and I have to put this out there because you know I was looking forward to meeting all of you guys with Once Upon a Fan, but there's one person I didn't get to meet, and you know, and we know. He had to leave on an emergency, but I still want the opportunity to meet Gareth. I think he's awesome. Girl, me too. Let me tell you what happened. <laughs> I headed out to Disney to the hotel to check in and meet them, and it was when he got the call that he had to leave, and I missed him by about eight minutes. He left for the airport, and I pulled into the hotel. So even though I talked to him, you know, at least several times a week, we have still not face-to-face met, and he's the only one, the only two that have not met face-to-face. Yeah. I, you know, it's like I feel like I've been cheated. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, where I, am I, the redheaded stepchild? You don't love me? He's like, no, haha, I had to go. <laughs> having, having met him, I can fully attest that he is an amazing person, Um He's like my brother for life, basically, and I just love him to death. So um, just want to acknowledge Gareth, too, because he really created – he's helped, I think, contribute majorly to the Once Upon a Fandom. And, I mean, without – I feel like without the site and what he's put together that a lot of – I mean, none of us would have ever met, really. So, I mean, really, yeah, it's just – I can't give that man enough respect because he totally deserves all the props in the world. Yes. But, I mean, back to Spooky, I mean, I I think you guys rock, and I think you guys represented, you know, because I know that there was a little bit of talk on one of our, you know, one of the different pages that we all follow and chat on about, Mm. you know, that someone was saying that they hoped that the fans acted like they did at EnchantaCon and didn't get out of hand and didn't get rowdy. And, you know, honestly, I think it was was great. There were no incidences, and, you know, it was great. It's true. Somebody commented, too, and it was someone who was there not for the Once Upon a Time cast. They were there um, for some of the horror movies, and they had made the comment recently since the convention's over that they had heard that you know about ship wars and things like that and that they were shocked that none of that happened at Spooky. And I mean, and it's true. I can tell you, I sat in the lobby until after midnight with someone who ships Swan Queen and someone who ships Outlaw Queen and somebody who ships Amy Hook. Oh wait, that's me. And um, let's see, <laughs> you know, I, a bunch of us sat. We did. We there was no arguing and fighting. Everybody was happy to be there. It was. I mean, we had a great time, and it. I didn't see anybody get out of hand. There was one guy got a little tipsy. He was not one of ours. <laughs> He was uh, he was one of those uh, zombie men. So, but he uh, yeah. you know he straightened up. But it was so much fun. What was the whole experience like for you? Because I know you were running, handling. Did you have five or six clients at this one? Aries um, Aries Entertainment brought a total of five clients. We had um, Freya Tingley, Jason Burkhart, Sean McGuire, mm-hmm. Lee Ehrenberg, and Martin Kleba. So, I mean, we had our, the whole team was there, and, mm-hmm. you know, I just have to say that, 
you know, I'm one of the newest members to that team, and, and this team rocks. I mean, we work like a team, and, you know, we're there for our people, but we're there for the fans too and to help the fans have a good experience. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I started the weekend with Sean, and we, you know, got everything situated, and we started the ball rolling. Then, you know, I moved over, and we did a little bit of a switch, and I was with Lee, and, you know, it's about the fans, and that's, you know, that's how Lee feels, and it's about the fans. And anyone who interacted with Lee on Saturday or Sunday or even Friday, mm-hmm. you guys know it's about you guys. Yeah, yeah. We had, um, you know, I actually, him. I visited that room several times to get a lot of press pictures, and I was able to stop and chat with everybody in there. Those of you who have heard me talk about my son, Jacob, you know that he has some sensory issues, so it's really hard for him to be around crowds, but he does love once upon a time. Well, when things settled a little bit, I brought him down to that room with me, and Lee, you know, knew him from Twitter right off, knew who he was, um, shook his hand. He was just, it was, it meant a lot to both me and Jacob, you know, and, and Jacob, it, it's hard for him to express, you know, how, how much he appreciated it, but I, mean, I, I, remember, when really, I, I yeah, remember when you that, brought him down. Yeah, and he, I mean, I, and I told Lee, I said, I'm not sure if you're familiar with, you know, a type, this type of sensory issue, but him looking at the floor or swaying back and forth is not at all disrespectful. It was just, you know, just something he does. And Lee was totally, he's like, no, no, I totally understand. And he was just really sweet to Jacob, and that's something that I will remember forever because, I mean, I, it meant a lot to Jacob because Jacob obviously loves, once upon a time, but he also loved, loved Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> so that was a big thing for Jacob, and I was really excited for him to be so sweet and so kind to him like that. Lee's a great guy. He really is. I yes. had, I mean, I was working, but it was fun. We made it fun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like with most, you know, most jobs, mm-hmm. you know, if it's fun to do, then you love what you do, and I love what I do. But Lee took it to that next level. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Lee. as most of you guys know, at Enchanticon, David Anders gave me the nickname Lomo. Well, Lee has picked up on that, and it's Lomo. <laughs> no, there's oh. no, you know, <laughs> it's like. Yeah. Well, I saw yeah. on Twitter how oh, he was going to steal, like, steal you away from David. <laughs> yeah. That was so funny. Uh, like all of your your guests were really just uh, like you, they were everything you would expect them to be. I mean, I know in a little while I'm gonna you know kind of recap Suki for the for the podcast listeners, but Freya was absolutely the sweetest girl. You, I mean, I cannot say enough nice things about all of your clients in the room or interacting with people that bumped into them, you know, just in the lobby or at the Enchanticon meetup for the Enchanticon family. They were so kind and so nice and just, I mean, like I literally don't have words. I say all, I told you, told them, I'm like, look, you guys all have an open invitation to call the podcast anytime, even if it's not to talk about Once Upon a Time, because I know Jason has a movie coming up that I'm dying to talk to him about. <laughs> So, right. yeah, they they were all just amazing, amazing to everybody. So sweet, every one of them. It was it was a great weekend. I mean, that was 
the once upon a time room was to, the room to be in as far as I was, I'm concerned. I'm not mm-hmm. biased or anything, but. Not at all. <laughs> you know, that, yeah. uh, Petey, from, Petey and Gina were the ones who organized it. And Petey right. was looking for me, and he wanted to um, – I didn't w- realize they had thanked Once Upon a Fan in the program because I hadn't read it. Um, and he just wanted to say thank you, and he wanted to tell me that the Once Upon a Fan – or the Once Upon a Time panel was the first panel they've ever held, and they've been doing Spooky for four years, where when the video queued up and came on, the fans were, like, cheering and – so happy and excited. He said that's the time they've ever had that happen. I was like, yeah. Yeah. They yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, a, yeah it's a great fan base. You know, and, and like I had told someone back last year when, when, I was in, when I was planning in Fanacon, they asked me, why did you pick Once Upon a Time? And I said, because when I was researching all the different TV shows out there, you guys, one of this TV show, Once Upon a Time, had a magnificent fan base. It's not, mm-hmm. it, it was like the fan base and then you guys break off into your evil regals and your charmings and your, you know, ugly ducklings and all of it, Team 7. I can't forget mm-hmm. Lee's little thing. That's team course. 7. <laughs> Go <laughs> Team 7. <laughs> and, and that's why I picked this TV show because the fan base was just amazing to me. And, you know, and I've attended and worked for a lot of convention companies over the years, you know, Vampire Diaries and Twilight and different things like that. You know, they have a fan base and, you know, they have a couple little, like, you know, team whatevers, but mm-hmm. not like Once Upon a Time. It's it's just like I think every character has their separate fan base. Their little base, yeah. They were all given names and... Boy, that's, I mean, right there in season one, there was all kinds of, oh, my gosh. Yeah, we, I, I can't even keep up with how many there are now. But some of the most fantastic, Zach and I have talked about, too. I don't know if you've had a chance to see a whole lot of the cosplay and the fan art that comes out of the community. It's amazing. It's, so, it's better than, the fan art is better than anything official that you can buy. There's so yeah, much there were creativity. a couple there were a couple of people who had brought up to Lee to have Lee sign different things that they themselves had created. Mm-hmm. And, and this, this stuff was amazing. It is. It's beautiful. Everything I've ever bought, all the art stuff, I've never bought anything official. I, even the t-shirts that I wore to the convention, one I had made at, um, on Vistaprint. I designed it and had it made. One, I used someone's design from Twitter. I asked her if I could use her picture. And the other one was one that a fan painted, hand-painted for me. And it was they, gorgeous. I love the fan art so much. Well, I just want to say it again. You guys rock. Amy, uh, you were you amazing. Oh, I love you. Thank you. I love you, too. <laughs> Thank I mean, thank you so much. I mean, you really, because like, like you said, it was it was a busy weekend, and, you know, I was doing what I had to do, and, and between you and Ashley, you guys got out the meeting place and the meeting time, and, you know, for the most part, I think everybody made it down. Yeah, I think and, so, you know, too. that was you guys, because I, I just, you know, Aww. So I wanted to meet everyone. 
you know, got the word yeah. or whatever, and you guys were tremendous. So thank you very much for your help in getting it all squared away in that last-minute little detail. Oh, you're welcome. And I did want to mention, I know a couple people asked if we had mentioned that we might get a chance to talk to a couple of your clients and interview them. You guys, it's not at all like Lori's fault or Spooky's fault that we didn't set it up. It was so busy. I mean, literally crazy back-to-back, go, go, go. And then Sean had to fly out earlier than everyone because he's filming, actually starting today, in the U.K. on a new movie. So um, we didn't get to talk to them this time, but in the future we're definitely going to talk to some of Lori's clients. And we probably will um, have Jason and Lee and a couple of them call into the podcast in the next few weeks and just, you know, say hi to everybody and talk about their, their new projects and things that they're working on. So it was just so crazy, <laughs> so busy. But it was a crazy, fun kind of busy. Yes, we loved it. Loved it. Oh, I survived on Starbucks. Thank God for the Starbucks in the lobby. Can I just say that? Uh, every yeah, morning, I mean, breakfast of champions. <laughs> that large cup of coffee got me through the day, pretty much. Yes. <laughs> it's true. Zach knows all. I'm sure, Zach, you probably survive on a lot of caffeine when you cover San Diego Comic-Con for us. Dude, that was nothing but adrenaline and, like, some partial insanity, I think. Like, it just, at a certain point, I think, and I'm sure Lori, I mean, I'm, I'm sure all three of us know now, at a certain point, your body just kind of takes over and your brain just doesn't kind of let you stop doing what needs to be done. And then all of a sudden, it's over in a whirlwind, and then you're, you kind of step back into yourself and you're like, okay, what just happened in my life? Like, yes. <laughs> what, what yes. happened the last few days? It still feels surreal. Lana knew who I was right off, which is still kind of the most surreal moment of the weekend. I was like, what? So, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I and, and Zach's right. You you run off of adrenaline. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not even going to tell you how long my day was. I mean, oh, I know. Was, yours was crazy. Yeah, I'm not I even just after- that. <laughs> I, I think I woke up Saturday morning and didn't go back to sleep till yesterday morning. I wouldn't doubt it because at one point it was like 4.20 in the morning and I, I had insomnia and I couldn't sleep anyway. And I was up and I was tweeting and going through photos and uploading them. And you were on Facebook. I was like, what are you doing awake? You've been running for like 20 hours. Yeah. So, yeah, I saw you on Facebook. So I knew you had to be, you were going to crash hard at the end. Yeah, nope, that's when the, like Zach said, that's when the adrenaline takes over and then, you know, you're just, you're running at, you know, your body's running it for you and yeah, you got you're a like job an to do and, yeah, you got a job to do and, you know, but it, when I hit the bed, I, I, I don't know, I want to say probably like 11.30 noonish, I hit the bed and I was out. I bet. Uh so are you back over on the West Coast now, or are you still hanging out around Orlando? No, no, I'm back home. Aw. Doing all the post-con stuff, trying to work through the post-con depression. Yeah. And uh, I suggest chocolate. I had, I had, I'm not going to lie, I ate a pint of Ben and Jerry's. It's called chocolate therapy. Highly suggest it for post-con depression. At least wow, for that. I'll have to go look for some of that. Yeah. Oh, it's so good, and it's so much chocolate, and it's so bad for you, but just don't read the calorie label, and then it's all good. <laughs> so, bad stuff works. 
but I'm going to let you guys one get for tomorrow. Awesome. I'm going to let you guys get back to your podcast. I can't wait to hear your take on Suki. All right, sweetie. Thank you so much for calling. All right, guys. You have a good night. I love you both. All right, love you. Love you too. Bye. 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 Oh, Amy. <sighs> I tell you. I know. I love. I love her. She's like butter. I love she her. She is like butter. Uh, she's like Lomo butter. She <laughs> yeah, she's Lomo butter. Yeah. Um. <laughs> all right. So yeah, Amy, please regale us with tales. There were things. There were all the happenings. What was going on? Tell us, please. There was so much going on. You guys know Spooky was not just a once upon a time convention. It was also a horror convention. And like every famous horror actor, bad guy, evil, baddie on the planet was also there. So there was a lot going on. There was a ton of cosplay, so much to see everywhere. Well, we actually were supposed to not check in until Friday, but it turned out I had enough Hilton Honors points to pay for a night, so we checked in Thursday. That worked out really well because Thursday, okay, we get in. There's a big old sign on the counter that says, you know, it has my name, and it says I'm the guest of the day. So I'm like, hmm, apparently we got free breakfast buffets which ended up turning out really well because the next morning when we went to eat breakfast, Lee was in there. So these actors were all over the place all the time. But anyway, Thursday night, we ran into a million billion oncers, first off. If I didn't know your face or your name, I'm so sorry because I had tons of people holding their phone up and looking at me and looking at their phone and then saying, are you Amy? Are you from once again? So I was like, yeah, Tom. So got to talk to tons of people. And it was a, yes, Sarah. I finally met Sarah. Oh, Sarah was fabulous. She's in the chat room right now. She's like me. So finally, finally met Sarah. Finally met a bunch of people that were absolutely amazing that we've gotten a chance to talk to only on the Internet and social media. So we went... We took the kids to dinner for the night, and as we walk in, I turned to my stepdaughter and I said, hey, when we walk in, be cool, because we're about to walk past Robert England. Just hanging out, sitting at the bar by himself. Robert England is the guy who plays Freddy Krueger, just so you know. Was sitting at the bar by himself, watching a game, eating, having a few drinks. We sat, like, at a table right across from him. And then I did the really, you know, cool thing like, hey, honey, let me take a picture of you, like talking to my kids, but I was secretly trying to take a picture of him at the bar because I'm a dork like that. But it didn't work out so well. But then two minutes later, Lee comes in, and he sits at the bar, and he's watching the game. So, I mean, right off where, you know, people are coming in, and it's only Thursday. The con doesn't even start until Friday. So we were constantly seeing people. I didn't want to interrupt Lee because, you know, he was eating and they were having a drink. And I even sent Lori a message. I'm like, so Lee's down here, but I'm not going to bug him. Uh, you know, it's his private time. So, and I had all the kids and everything. So I was like, ah. So we took off. We headed up to the room. We did come back down, hung out in the lobby for a while. And then I heard that we missed Sean checking in by like five minutes. So, no biggie. The next day, Friday, it was the start 
of the con. We got up. We went to breakfast at the little buffet place. So as we're in there, <coughs> the cast from Godzilla attending the con were in there. Um, the older actors from the original, the puppeteers, uh, and some of the other people were all in there. There were some of the cast from Halloween that attended that were in there. And then Lee came in, of course, and knew him. They came in and ate, and it was not crowded at all. It was totally empty, so it was like a really nice kind of intimate hanging out experience, and it was great. So we got to see them in there, and then as we left, I had to go to the front desk, and we walked past Rebecca Matter, who was sitting on um, a chair right in the middle of the lobby, her handler was checking her in, which I didn't realize that. I thought she was just sitting there tweeting. I was like, oh, my God, that's matter. Be cool. So <laughs> I didn't say anything to her. I just walked by. I figured, I, you know, she just got there. Let her get settled. I went to the desk because we had to switch out our keys. And then she, Bex came up, stood right next to me on my left, like literally six inches from me to sign her check-in papers. And I was like, this woman does not have a stitch of makeup on. Drop dead gorgeous. So, like, no wonder she made the Maxim Hot 100 list. I mean, really, come on. So, it was crazy. Later that night was when the con started on Friday. Started at 5. Obviously, we went in. We headed right over to the Once Upon a Time autograph room. And Lana was not there that day. She was only there Saturday and Sunday. But we went in, and that's when we met Sean, Freya, Rebecca, Jason, who plays Little John, and Lee, of course, who plays Grumpy. Everybody was so nice. And it was not a, hey, how you doing, rush you off kind of thing. These actors, they spent time talking to you. They were so kind so nice. I mean, it's, it's one thing to see a character on TV, and then you never really know when you meet the actor how they're going to be. And plus, at a convention, you know they're exhausted. They've got, there was over 10,000 people at Spook. They've been meeting and talking to people all the time. Every one of them in that room, nobody rushed anybody. They were really sweet. The staff of Spooky was great and so helpful. I mean, they were just, they're, they're volunteers. I didn't even realize they weren't paid staff, but they helped everybody. We met Sean, who was with Lori, like she mentioned. And yes, 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 I, I will confirm definitively that Sean is absolutely as gorgeous in person as he is on the TV show. So we'll get that right out of the way, because I did get tweets asking <laughs> if, he, uh, if he looked like that. And then, let's see, who did we go there? We went to talk to Rebecca. But I have a lot of pictures of Rebecca that I didn't tweet yet, um, and I didn't post. They're still on my camera, but she's just gorgeous. Got her autograph as well. I had her sign my Behind the Magic book in green. So, you know, just the whole Wicked Witch thing. And she was a sweetheart, just really, really great. Love, love, love her. Then to Freya and Jason, whose tables were right next to each other. I wanted to pack Freya, who played Wendy Darling, into my pocket and just bring her home. 
She is the littlest, cutest, sweetest girl. I swear, I, oh, my God. I can't say enough nice things about her and about Jason because both of them absolute dolls. And Jason and Freya both have movies coming out, so that's another reason why we want to get them on the podcast. Freya is going to be in the upcoming movie called Jersey Boys that's coming out. And I don't remember the name of it, but Jason Burkhardt, who played Little John, showed me a picture on his cell phone from his upcoming movie. And ladies and gentlemen, you've heard it here first, he's playing a male stripper. So, oh, and Peter Pizza. I did not get to tell you this. Pizza asked me, or he told me, that he thought a great question for little John, who was Jason Burkhart, would be to ask him if his fans started <laughs> to be called Johns, if that meant that his character could partner up with Colin and Donahue, and then they'd have the Johns and the Hookers. Well, Peter, I totally forgot to tell you that I did, in fact, ask him that, and he thought it was absolutely hilarious. And that's when he showed me the picture on his uh, cell phone. In his new movie, he's playing a male stripper. So he was not naked in the picture. Can I just put that out there? Because I don't want that rumor going around because that would just be crazy. (laughs) But anyway, um, he is a sweetheart. Love, love, love him. Can't wait to talk to him too. Lee, of course, fabulous, amazing, hilarious always hanging out with fans. He was at the Starbucks. Bex was getting her Starbucks. Apparently, they love their Starbucks as much as we do. Chris is saying, yes, yeah, she's ready for Pizza Queen. We're all ready for Pizza Queen, I think. Sorry, i got to take a drink of my water here. <laughs> we visited That's the tattoo quite room. I'm enjoying I'm, Yeah, I'm just listening to you. Um, sounds like it was a great time. I'm really happy that it went off without you know, many hitches from what it sounds like. I mean, I'm glad, obviously, that you had such an amazing time. Um, yeah. Really, um, I, I know that uh, there were people there that I really wanted to see, like um, Karen Morrow, I know, was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's, she's, and I, yeah, I can't explain the connection I have with Karen, but she's absolutely a doll, and I love her to death, and I'll, I'll love her forever and always, just like the rest of the Once Upon a Family. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um Amy, I just want to say really quickly, too, because uh, everybody else has said it, but I just kind of want to openly acknowledge you here. You really are a rock star, and I'm really quite proud of you, actually, my friend, uh, for everything that you pulled out for us this weekend. And um, I love your face. I love you to death. And I'm very, very, <laughs> I'm very like, happy and proud to, like, have you be my podcast co-host because I just love you. So, yeah. I love you too, baby. And the whole time I told you before the podcast, I kept thinking, "Oh, too bad Jack's not here. But every one of these people that I met, I had them take pictures with Flat Jack, of course. Everybody was like, oh, Flat Jack, yeah, yeah. You saw all the pictures of Lee and, and uh, Lomo and everybody with their, their Flat Jack. So even Beck, she had the Flat Jack, you know, she was loving the Flat. Everybody thought it was fantastic and it was a nice way to have you there too i kept telling my husband i'm like oh i miss that like i know yeah it was really a thrill to keep seeing those things come through because um i don't know i just wasn't expecting it like i I think maybe part of my brain forgot what that part of the you know conventions are like so when i kept seeing yeah 
the pictures coming across, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, that's just such a – number one, it's hilarious that it's a flat Zach. It's just – it's so funny to me. Um, and number two, I love the fact that you picked the picture of me when I was wearing the Evil Queen mouse ears from when we were in yes, Orlando together. Yes, and I covered it in yeah. glitter. <laughs> I was bedazzled and all, you know, and um, – yeah, just yeah. Thanks, babe. Love you. That's all. I love you too, darling. Um, it was yeah, so, so much fun. It oh. sounds like it. So okay. So what else happened? Because we haven't got to what else happened. Because so you were drinking your water. So what else happened? I was drinking my water. Yes. So that was the second day, pretty much. I mean, we still ended up seeing more people, running into people in the lobby. Not just the actors, the oncers. We've got tons of pictures of oncers with flat back too. You mentioned Karen Morrow. She makes trinkets now. And those of you that I actually saw at the convention, if you saw either my Peter Pan necklace or my Regina silhouette necklace, she made that, both of those. So her stuff is fantastic, and I absolutely adore her. We were with her on and off throughout the whole weekend, and she's a doll. I love her stuff. So day two of the con, which day three for us, was Saturday, and that was Lana Day. So it was bonkers. Lana Day consisted of autographs, photo ops. The Once Upon a Time room was set up separate. Lana had a separate half of the room so they could control the line better. And then the other Once Upon a Time actors were still next door, but not everything wasn't bunched together. So it was very well organized. And we definitely, we went in there again. We talked to all the actors, kind of hung out, just saw what everybody was doing, took more pictures. Lana's autograph session, it's still kind of surreal. Because just to give you some background, when, before this convention started, we had emailed Lana's agent asking if we could set up an interview. We sent back a request for some more information, which we gave him. And then we sent a follow-up, and he gave uh, our editor Lana's convention manager's name and information. Well, our editor was able to email him and get in touch with him, but then our editor is now on vacation. So, you know, we really didn't have a whole lot of time to talk to them. But when I got up to Lana's line, she was autographing for someone else, and I introduced myself to her handler. And as soon as I said, hi, I'm Amy Hood with Once Upon a Fan, he's like, oh, yeah, 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 I was talking to your editor. And she stopped talking to the person in front of her and turns to me and puts her hand on the table in front of me. She's like, oh, Amy, I know who you are. Yes, I know you. So I was like, um, oh, oh uh, uh, I, you know, I, I, I'm trying not to go, oh, I love you. Can I take you home? Oh, Mama, so pretty. So, but I, man- <laughs> I managed to keep it together. Um, I talked to him about the fact that our editor was out of town. We wouldn't be, you know, that wouldn't be an easy way to communicate. And Lana said, definitely let's set something up. But she was so swamped all weekend, like we never got to communicate again with her handler or her manager. So we were not able to get an interview scheduled. But saying that, um, I think that, that probably bodes well for the Paris convention because she definitely wanted to set something up with us. And I think that 
since she's going to be at Paris and we've got staff going there, that maybe we can get something set up for them. So even though, sniff, sniff, boo-hoo, it wasn't with me, <laughs> it will be, hopefully we can get something set up there. But anyway, so I get to my turn to have my book signed. She asks how I'm doing, how the convention's going, what's new, what's going on. She signed it on the front for me because I tried to get everybody to sign my same book. I had everybody that was signing sign my Behind the Magic book. Um, she, you have to pay per autograph, and I only bought one, but um, I had, let's see, she remembered Jacob. Let me just say that. I talked about my son. I talked about him earlier. So she actually, he, he couldn't come down for that. The crowds were a little crazy. He, uh, she took a little post-it note, and she turned it over, and she wrote to Jacob, and she drew a heart and signed her name, and she put it inside my book, and she looked at me and put her finger up to her lips, and she said, shh, don't tell anybody, because, you know, you're supposed to pay for every single time they autograph something. So, again, something really, really amazing that meant, because it was something for my son, that is something that I will never forget, and that means more to me than I can tell her in a 140-character tweet. So, um, But I also gave her uh, a mug. I don't know if I showed it to you, Zach. When I had my Evil Regal shirt made, the Team Regina one, I had a mug made, and it had, like, a, a pop art picture of Regina on the front. And on the back, it just said, like, um, thank you for your continued generosity and kindness. And it was um, in regards to the things that she signed for us for the San Diego Comic-Con um, when we did the Stand Up to Cancer auction, because I talked to her about that, too, in the autograph line, how the site had raised money, and we really appreciated her signing. And so I gave her that mug there as well. And she loved it. She said that she loves mugs. She actually collects them. So that was another another moment. So that whole moment at the table, I don't know how long it was actually there, but it was surreal and fantastic, and I love Lana. I just want to take her home. <laughs> She's so good. And I don't know if you guys have seen my photo op with Lana, which was a total separate thing. It is the worst photo of me ever taken. My mouth is open. I was in mid-sentence talking to her, half talking, half laughing. So I kind of look like, I don't know, either I'm about to eat her or bite her or I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know my mouth's open. I'm not even sure I'm looking at the camera. And then, of course, I'm next to, you know, the hottest woman in the entire world. So, But it was good. It was fun. And, oh, yes, so fabulous. That was the only professional photo op that we did, but amazing. I see so many people asking about the video. I really want to put that video up on the website. It's the panel was amazing. It started off with a video, and, like, literally by the time the little short video ended, I was so excited. I was almost in tears. I know that's probably not the professional reporter reaction, but it was really well put together. The panel was fantastic. The cast was funny. They were straightforward. They, I mean, it was amazing, and we actually... I had to go to the panel 
without my husband who was there, and our other staff member was there, but um, my husband was too exhausted after all of this to go down to the panel. So um, my stepdaughter actually went down with me, and the line was insane. So we talked to Gina because she had already secured us a, a site to film for the fan site, and she had our, her uh, biggest security guy walk me and my stepdaughter in just so, you know, to make sure nobody got mad or thought that we were trying to sneak in and jump the line or anything because we were just trying to get to our press section. So, yes, that was uh, Maury Sweet Tea. Somebody prepped Chris, asked if Maury Sweet Tea was there. It was Maury Sweet Tea. She was there. So, yeah, that was... With some Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Maury, I miss you so much, babe. Oh, I love you. And I love your mom, too. Tell her I said hi. Anyways. I saw Lori's mom more than I – or, sorry, not Lori. Maury. I saw Maury's mom more than I saw Maury this weekend. <laughs> Maury can attest to that. Because we kept going in different directions to take pictures of different things, you know. We were getting all kinds. We wanted to get as many pictures and experience as many things as we could. I kept running into Maury's mom. I was like, you, there you are. Where's Maury? I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, it was so funny. They were, I, she's such a sweetheart. I love, 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 love her. I didn't get to meet her before this trip, so I'm glad I got to meet Maury's mom. She was really, really a sweetheart. Just want to squeeze her. Pinch her little cheekies. Give her a big old slappy kiss. She's fabulous. So, oh, she was amazing. Our last day of the con was, was that day of the panel, and, again, that was a Starbucks day biggest Starbucks you got. <laughs> I had to go down there and we, we survived on giant Starbucks. I don't even remember. I'm so tired. Like, I don't even remember what it was called, but there are so many pictures, so many oncers. There's oncers with flat back all over the place. In fact, I think I need to put together an album of only flat back so you can see just how many pictures people took with the flat sack because every time somebody came up and asked me if I was Amy, I was like, yes, and I have flat sack. And they were like, oh, let's take a picture. So, yeah, it was, it was so good. We have all of our, well, not all, but a lot of our photos are already up on Pinterest and a lot of them are in an album on the Facebook page already. So I think there's like 100 or 150 photos that are up right now. And then I still have more to add and I'm not sure if Maury has more or if we have more to pull in from that, too. But I definitely have some more, too, to add to it. And a lot of the people, Peter Pizza was there, and he went to the VIP party, too. And uh, there, a lot of the stars went to that. So there's, oh, my God, there were so many photo ops. And then the Enchanticon family meetup, that was just you know, a private meeting just for the Antanacon family with these actors that Lori had brought and even the actors that were not at Antanacon. Like her client, Sean, who was her client, he was not at Antanacon, but she brought him, you know, had him come down. Freya, same thing. So she brought all her clients, even Martin Kleba came down. He is just sweet as can be. So everything was just, fantastic. It was so good. So good all weekend long. I dressed as Maleficent 
but I didn't go out out as Maleficent. I took some pictures in my room and then changed and took a shower and crashed because <laughs> I was exhausted. But, yes, it was an amazing, amazing, amazing weekend. I miss you guys. Oh, I wish I could have been there. It's okay, though. Me too. Uh, it's all right, though. We'll, we'll see each other again quite soon, I'm sure. Um, don't we have a plan for another once upon a... I don't even know. I know that there's some kind of vacation plan for all of us in the works somewhere. At some point in, the, in time, there was one involved. I don't even know. Um, <laughs> that, all sounds, that all sounds great. I'm really glad that we... Oh, that's what I was going to say. Um, all the pictures that Amy's talking about, everybody, if you're listening to the podcast, we're going to have those up on an album here shortly. I just have to go through and get them and then put them online in an album. But I will have them up for you guys shortly, I promise. Um, so you guys can see all that. In the meantime, though, we did put another album up. Amy's got them on her uh, Facebook page, and then we've got some of them on the uh, once, the main Once Upon a Time fans page um, in an album there. So if you want to check any of those out, please feel free. But we will be posting them on the podcast page as well. And for anybody who's interested, just to reiterate the point, we will be posting video of the panel just as soon as our boss gets back from his cruise and can tell us, you know, that it's cool to do so. So um, that's, that, that's basically the only holdup there. I mean, I, I can only say, you know, hashtag editor on vacation problems. I mean, that's, that's you know, that's all we can really do. Um, yeah, good job, Amy. I really Thank hope you that you get some, some nice, you know, rest soon. Um, <laughs> So you kind of make it <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's true. So got, we've got about 25 minutes left in the podcast. Um, so, Amy, is there anything else about this weekend that you want to go over or you want to do a last-minute roundup um, before we get into our rather abbreviated, only, abbreviated review? Abbreviated. <laughs> the only other thing I did want to mention is that on checking out, we ran into, again, Robert England, And I had already talked to him privately and, you know, in the restaurant another night. And I, I wasn't even going to bother him. He was just coming in. And I said, hey, you know, I don't want to take a picture or anything. I just want to let you know that um, everybody appreciates you coming to the convention. I know it's a really big deal for a lot of the horror fans. And, and I've always loved his work not only Nightmare on Elm Street, but he did my favorite episode of Bones. He was in the original miniseries V. He did a Phantom of the Opera movie. So he said a lot of stuff. He, I, I started to walk off. The man grabbed my hand, and we stood there talking for like 25 minutes privately about Florida, uh, what his favorite spots to vacation in Florida, Oh, my God, I swear to God, his wife's name is Nancy. I almost fell on the floor, because those of you who are horror fans know that Nancy is the name of the girl from Nightmare on Elm Street movie that, you know, tries to defeat Freddy. So I almost fell over about that part. So we were talking. I, I Finally, I was like, you know, I really should let you get to eat, because also my poor husband had been sitting at a table with the kids waiting for me. I didn't take a picture. I went back and sat down on our way out the door on the last day. He was standing up there, and he said hello. And I said, oh, you know, one more place that you guys might like in Florida is Destin Beach. And he was like, oh, I'll have to check it out. We'll have to go. And they were, he was talking about his wife's birthday, and they were on their way down to South Florida. And 
he gave me a hug, and we turned around, and I took a selfie, which some of you may have seen on my Twitter, and he, like, did the whole Freddy Krueger, you know, I'm going to claw your face pose. But don't let the claw fool you. That is the nicest man I think I have ever met in my entire life. He was so, so ridiculously sweet. I don't think I'll ever be able to watch Nightmare on Elm Street the same again. Just FYI. (laughs) That would have been so cool. I love him in Freddy vs. Jason, even though um, the movie, (laughs) I mean, well, yeah, I mean, oh, God. It's oh god! It's conf- I've never seen a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Really? Watch part one. Johnny Depp is in it. Oh, the, well, okay. That's okay. That's totally enjoyable. So I'm I'm down with that. that I was can dig his it. First okay. movie. Yeah. Mhm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Sure. I'll totally do it. All right. <laughs> um. All right. So let's get into this uh, rather truncated. Um, episode review here of That Still Small Voice. Um, this, of course, is episode five of season one, and it is probably one of my, it's one of my favorite episodes because this is actually the episode that cemented my love of the show. Um, so uh, it's one of my personal favorites, and it's got a lot of really good themes in it and stuff that I enjoy. So, yeah. Amy, how do you feel I about I love this episode, too. I love that so small voice. It's one of the ones from season three, along actually with the price of gold that I've probably watched the most. It's those first couple ones that really, really, I already liked the show, but I feel like this was about the point in the series where I really got attached to it. All right, yeah, me too. Oh, it's so good, like the the Jiminy story, everything going on with Henry, Emma, like there's so many good points in it. Um, since it's going to be rather brief, we're going to have to kind of sum up some of the main points here, I suppose. So just a few things that I noticed at the beginning of the show. You know, obviously it, the episode opens with a young Jiminy helping his parents, you know, steal from villagers at the puppet show. Mm-hmm. They totally look like the cat and the fox from Pinocchio, too, with the way that he has the hat on, and her hair kind of looks like ears. Like They totally look just like it. Don't you think, Amy? I do. That's really observation. I had not even noticed that before, but that's exactly correct. They do look like that bad influence couple. Huh. Interesting. And you know what's weird about this episode? It, it's I expected to like this one less than I had liked the other ones previous because I, by this point I was really into Rumpel, really into Regina. I was digging the whole storyline, the evil versus good, and I remember seeing commercials and thinking, uh, this one's going to be about Jiminy. I don't think I'm going to like it as much as the ones before. It ended up being one of my favorites. Loved it. Me too. And their name, those characters' names, by the way, are Honest John and Gideon the Cat. So those mm-hmm. are. Uh, oh crap! Sarah just uh, excuse me. Um, Sarah, Sarah Benedict just brought up a good point that uh, the Blue Fairy list, the Blue Fairy Summer Survival list, is out, and we forgot to mention it. Um, it's true. I'm sorry, guys. Spooky Con just really kind of took over because it's been like an amazing weekend. I- and- 
what's going on with and Lori calling in. Yeah. I didn't even okay, I yeah. actually didn't think about it during the news roundup because I had to write that one early and send it early because Gareth was leaving. So actually the blue list and the uh, my brain is falling apart. The rumple list were done like almost back to back. So that's why it's like not fresh in my head now. But yeah, that one just came out and uh, I want to do the Regina list so bad. I'm I'm dying to do the Regina list, especially especially coming off Um, of the (laughs) Well, next next week we're gonna do um I'm gonna do snows, and then um I want to get Henry's in after that, and uh and then we'll get into uh, Regina and then Emma. So that's pretty much that's pretty much my plan there. Um, And then if you know if if we need to do more, then we can do like Hook and Bell and. You know, you have Granny, for example, because you know, making some meatloaf or you know, yeah. Anyways, we'll just we'll just. <laughs> so, um, all right. So I have the Blue Fairy Survivalist here. Um, so I will go ahead and. Do you want me to? I'll go ahead and get into this. Actually, yeah, let's do it. Okay, so let's quickly do the yep. Blue Fairy list. You can start it while I find it. <laughs> oh, I got it. Okay. Okay. So, so uh, first two ones, I'll take those. So the first one is change someone into a real boy. Now, please keep, please be sensible about this, folks. Okay, keep it, keep it rated G. Okay, just saying. Um, number two, wear an wear an amazing corset and rock maximum cleavage because I don't know if you've seen the blue fairy lately, but she's not very shy about her asset. Huh. And men or women, we don't care. Whoever, you know. You want a rocket cleavage uh, corset? Have at it. So we're excited to see these photos. Oh, by the way, I sent this list to Keegan, who plays the Blue Fairy, and she loved it, by the way. So I thought it was close here. Number three is go into battle, you know, the whole fairies attack, and yet still retain your perfect hairdo. Hmm, not a hair out of place, if you guys noticed. So kind of excited to see some pictures of that. Number four, hmm, I think this one might have been my favorite. Give someone back their wings after you have sort of rudely snatched them away, you know, and dropped them on their Tinkerbell green granny panties right on the ground. So she dropped her right on the ground. What is wrong with her? Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, my God. I can't believe that she did that. That was one of the scenes where I'm like, really, Blue? You're kind of rude. Like, just a little I bit. Know. A little rude. <laughs> rude. Gosh. I'm glad that she acknowledged the fact that she'd been a little bit harsh because for crying out loud, like you said, she dropped Tinkerbell in her little green granny panties right on the floor. Like, oh, my gosh. Okay. It's true. <laughs> so point number five on, this, on the Blue Fairy Summer Survivalist, make sure Cora is not pretending to be you. You know, let you try to murder somebody with a two-ended candle and dark magic and things like that because, you know. All right. And then uh, point number six, get your fellow fairies together for a pixie dust harvest. Round them up, cowgirl. It's time to go. We need to get that pixie dust. <laughs> there you go. Let's yeah, see. baby. Seven. Go, why don't you take the next two points, mama? You go, girl. <laughs> Number seven, always important, learn how to speak cricket. You never know when Jiminy's going to pop by and he's been turned back into a bug. Number eight, 
take it as you will, but again, please don't send us any nude photos. Number eight is know how to handle a wand. So again, no nude photos, but however you want to take number eight, run with it, be creative. Zach, would you like to take the last two? Yes, I would. And I do just want to comment real quick that we're obviously just having some good fun with these, and we don't really want the new photos, and it's just all in jest. But, you know, please just try to keep a sense of humor. <laughs> don't take that too seriously, folks, okay? So yeah. number nine is create a memory potion just in the nick of time. So, you know, whatever you got to do, go find yourself a little, you know, a little cup. Go get your six male friends together. Go on down to that pawn shop and pick it up so you can get yourself some memory potion and get all them memories back just like you need to right before the curse comes and destroys your whole town and totally upends your whole life. All right, then. And then finally, the last point on the Blue Fairy Survival List is you, you need to grant someone's wish and give someone some hope because we all know how much that important, how important that is. I can't even speak today in this stupid accent. So anyway, folks, make sure you go out there and grant someone's wish. Give someone some hope today. You might even want to engage them in the 30 Days of Hope that we have going on right here at the Once Upon a Fan podcast. Good. Zach, you sound like every one of my family members at my Mississippi family reunion. <laughs> You're so cute. Well, I don't know. You know, I do, I do quite like the southern accent, you know, but there's something to be said for British. Yes, you know. Mm-hmm. Quite. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I miss Garrett so much. <laughs> You know, what's so funny is whenever I'm at work and I have people come through my line and they have, like, if they have a British accent or something and I ask them where they're from and they tell me that they're from London, I always mention that I have a friend who lives, you know, in the northern part and then he calls them southerners and they immediately say, oh, well, he's definitely a northerner then because that's exactly what they call us. And I'm just like, that's just, God, I love it. I love you, Gareth. Hurry up and get back from your cruise, you fool. Like, we need you back. We miss you. We miss you. Anyway. I know. The other thing, among many, that I love about Gareth is that he's constantly introducing us to uh, British, not necessarily slang, but phrases and common speak and things, and they just sound so fantastic. I'm constantly stealing things from him. I'm like, ooh, what does that mean? And can I use it in everyday talk and not offend people? He's like, yeah, it means this. I'm like, oh, yay. So good. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that accent was really actually kind of fun, I just got to say. It's true. Love that day. I'm not even sure All if Harris right. is well, coming back. Um, I, I don't know. I think it's like the 11th or something like that. I don't know. It's soon. Not soon enough, oh. but it's definitely soon. Yeah, sometime. Mm. Have the nerve of some people thinking they can go on vacation. Shoot. Jeez. <laughs> it's true. All right. Unfortunately, Sarah, we have Sarah, no control over yeah, publishing the video. <laughs> right. It's sad. We have no way to do it. Sarah wants that video really bad. <laughs> she really does. She really does. Um, I know, and I wish I could share it, but I have no way to publish it. There's nothing, you know, there is some cursing in it by a couple members of the cast, but there's nothing, you know, horrible. But, you know, as the editor of the site, Gareth likes to see, you know, get final approval and see everything. Since this is, you know, Once Upon a Fan is his baby, so he doesn't want anything, 
less than up to par going out on the site. So we don't have any way to publish things. Sorry. But I'll watch it like five more times for you if it makes you feel better. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so we've only got like 10 minutes left of the podcast. It's nowhere near enough time to really get into this episode discussion. Um, but anyways, I do just want to say that the whole point um, that I really got out of this episode was at the beginning, Jiminy's parents telling him that there's no way to really change who you are that you are who you are and, you know, everything like that. Okay, listen, folks, that's not true. Um, the thing that I obviously took away from this episode is the fact that you can, you know, change who you are, kind of like, you know, the same thing with the price of gold, and really to, you know, have hope and be a good person and that, you know, even when you make a, a huge mistake, you can still come back from it and still move on. Obviously, the main point with Jiminy Cricket being the fact that Jiminy is responsible for Geppetto's parents being turned into puppets, um, Crazy. Which then Are explains why. Are you ever going to see them change back? They're still in gold shop. I I don't think so. I really don't. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they were snots, and Geppetto's just like, well, sorry about your luck. <sighs> I don't know. It's a re- this one was a really good episode. Um. Henry, you know, Henry goes down in the mine, and Regina for oh, oh, the other thing too, okay, is that Emma decides that she is going to become like the deputy, and Graham offers her the job. Can I just say how again how much I miss Graham? Oh my God, because I do. Um, yes. I mean, not just because I miss his character, but have you all seen Jamie Dornan? Anyways, so um, Emma decides that she's going to be. Emma decides that she's going to be a deputy, and when she puts on the badge, like, there's, like, an instant earthquake. And, you know, then she has to go deal with Dan Regina. Regina forces Archie to to crush Henry's fantasies about everything being a curse, and it's just all so... I mean, I feel so bad for Henry in this episode. And you know what's so funny, too, is because at this point, you know, like... Regina wasn't a character that we all really loved that much. She was, at, at least to me, at this point, she was just a horrible, horrible evil queen, and I wanted nothing more than for Emma to just hurry up and defeat her because I just, <laughs> I was like, oh, she's so evil. Like, oh, this woman, she's got to go. <laughs> I loved her, but I loved her because she was so wicked and she was a villain, which you guys know how much I totally dig my villains but yeah I, I didn't have that that whole feeling sorry for her uh you know thinking that she was going to have a redemption coming up I wasn't at that point yet because I didn't know what her story was obviously it was so new but I do love that Jiminy stood up and you know to her in the end I thought that was really well that whole little speech she gave her about you know who do you think they're going to ask to testify I thought that was just so well written. So, so, so good. Yeah, I love that part, too, and the fact that he's he is not threatened by her anymore and he's willing to to stand up to her. Yeah, I love that whole thing. I think it's great. Um, gosh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, I really do like this episode a lot. I wish that we had more time to get into the discussion about it, but I honestly loved hearing about, you know, it's spooky con and getting to talk to Lori again, even for only a few minutes. That was great. Um, yeah. 
Because, you know, what she said is so true. I mean, I know that, you know, we've talked about this before, but it really is so true. This show has given me friends that I'm going to have for the rest of my life. And uh-huh. that alone, I mean, just the, the relationships that this show and this, you know, fandom has given me, I'll just, I will forever be so grateful to the entire cast and crew of this show and the creators, the writers, Everybody from the cameraman, the guys holding the mics, right on down to the people who are doing craft service and just making copies of the scripts and doing all the accounting and all the visual effects and everything else. I will always be so grateful to everybody on the show for every work, every ounce of sweat and blood and tears and everything that went into this. All the early morning wake-up calls, all the late nights on set, all the production hassles, budgetary concerns, scheduling, appearances, conventions, everything. Oh, my God. Mm. It's a lot of work. And don't you feel like after the show runs its course and, you know, hopefully many seasons from now, like it's going to take, it's going to be one of these shows that you see make convention appearances that take on a life of its own after it's done. I mean, I already see that as far as how strong the convention and the fandom community and how big it is right now. I feel like this is going to be one of those shows that really just goes on and on and on even after it's over as far as the fandom and the, you know, the fan art, the fan fiction, the cosplay, the convention attendance. And, I mean, so many of the actors are absolutely phenomenal. You know they're going to go on to other great things too. So I just I feel like this is going to be one of those shows that lives on long, long after the seasons have stopped. I think so, too, and here's the reason why. I see the show as, like, one of those Disney traditions, almost, in a way. Um, uh-huh. You don't necessarily have to be, you know, I mean, I, Amy, you and I, obviously, were huge Disney fans before this show came out, and it just kind of reinforced our love of everything for that, because that's where it comes from. But I really right. think that, I, I think that a large part of the fandom right now are... You know, there's a lot of teenagers who love the show, people who are in their young 20s, mid-20s, and things like that. And I really feel like this is the kind of show where this fandom is going to keep showing it to new generations of their family members. And it's going to become one of those, yeah, like it's just going to be one of those things where it becomes like a generational thing even more. And, yeah, it's just going to keep, you know, keep going. Because I know that for me, like for me personally, whenever I finally have kids, my, best believe my kids are going to watch Once Upon a Time, and all kinds of moral lessons and things, you know, questions are going to come out of it, too. Like, big old discussions we're going to have with it. So, yeah. you know. And I they mean, will all be my, dressed as Disney princesses. <laughs> well, see, okay, here's the funny thing, right? And I swear to God this is true. Even before this show came out, I was going to name my daughter Emma when I finally had one. I really Aww. was. I have loved that name ever since Rachel named her daughter Emma on the show Friends way back yes, when. Yeah. I've loved that name ever since then. So the fact that, that, you know, Emma's name is Emma to me is also, like, hilarious because, yeah, like, I was going to name my daughter. And it almost wasn't. And if, any, and, if anybody is, and if anybody's curious, I was going to name my son Elias, as in, like, Walter Elias to the name. So, yeah. Oh, that's cool. I love it. Uh, too easy. So you're not going to name them, like Pooh so and Tigger? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, you know what, too? Let me just tell you this story really quick. So I'm at work last night, right, okay? And for anybody who's wondering when I say work, 
Um, I work at a grocery store doing the check stand. Very exciting, I know. Um, but yeah, so I was at work, and this and this gal comes through my line, and I'm checking her out, and as in like I'm you know bringing up her stuff. I'm not like checking her out, like hey. So I'm ringing up her stuff and everything like that, and I tell her that you know the coupon that she gave me has, has expired, and she goes, oh bother. And I was like, did you just say oh bother? And she was like, yeah, I did. And I said, as in oh bother, like Pooh Bear? And she said, yes, that's exactly where I got it from. And I was like. You are my favorite customer I think I've ever had. Like, because I've worked in customer <laughs> service for 10 years, and now I do this while I go to school. Oh, my gosh. She's like, and I'm talking, this woman was probably, like, in her 50s or 60s, quoting Pooh Bear. I love this woman. I love it. Anyway, um, we've only got one minute left of the podcast. I'm sorry, everybody, if you oh wanted God. us to get more to the discussion of the episode because we just didn't have the time. Um, we will be back next week, though, with our look at the next episode. And I have totally forgotten what it is, and I cannot find my document. <laughs> I've got no either. Oh, my God. Amy, what are we watching next week? Are we Who watching knows? Desperate Souls? <laughs> uh, we might be. <laughs> I think it's Desperate oh, Souls. Oh, my God. It's post-con oh, unorganization um, right now. <laughs> Seriously, sorry guys, we don't normally drop the ball like this, but oh my god, what are we, I think we're watching Desperate Souls, right? We're not watching The Heart is a Lonely Hunter, or are we? Or are we? (laughs) You guys, I will figure it out, and we will tweet it. (laughs) On Facebook, and we only have 10 seconds left, so that has to be the end of the episode. (laughs) Okay, we love you guys, good night. Bye.